0: What's going on, everybody? Hope you are doing good and having a week, uh, having a week, having a good week so far. Uh, Podcast time. Marco Ferrone, what a legend. Uh, He has been DJing for a very long time, producing for a very long time, released countless records from house, tech house to techno, owns a record label called Uncaged. He's releasing some amazing music and some really new artists in the kind of techno space. Love this guy. He played at one of my shows in Miami during WMC's this year. Um, we all had dinner beforehand and he's just one of the loveliest guys I've met. So I wanted to get him on the podcast. So without further ado, Marco Yeah, Marco, how is it going, sir? Very good. Thank you. Everything is good. good Besides, man. I broke my finger the other day. Yeah, how did you do
1: that? <laughs> Well, I sleep outside of the shower like a stupid, <laughs> <laughs> and luckily no one recorded the moment because because that was really fun. Yeah, te- I mean, luckily it could be worse, you know, uh, when you sleep somewhere it could be yeah. Uh, but luckily, I just broke my I just broke my finger, and actually, I did manage to play this weekend uh, even without I have nine fingers enough. <laughs> damn so how did you
0: like how because it's it's yeah i've never seen it like that
1: yeah i broke it like uh, like um the the doctor said did you punch someone because i actually broke it in the same uh, on the knuckle uh, normally normally it happens when you 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 punch like a wall or someone Mm. or whatever you know because it's typical it's a typical uh, yeah get and uh, and no, I just I just you know, and and it was broken here. So actually, I was uh, I was like uh, I did play actually I did play, and I didn't feel the pain. And then I had to go to the hospital and um, yeah, two weeks ago and. Uh, <laughs> And they, and they told me my finger was broken. So yeah, but actually the last finger, the the, the, the little one, when it's getting broken, here you have to close. You have to you have to keep it like closed I didn't a, know
0: that in a natural position. So,
1: but it's okay. I can manage to play.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you don't really use your little finger, do you? No, actually,
1: no. Actually, no. Actually, no. I, it was worse if I was a piano player or yeah. something.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, then it could be. Then it could be
0: very worse. Yeah. Good job, we don't, okay. good job we don't play the piano, right? <laughs> <laughs> good job we just push buttons. Exactly. How's exactly. life anyway? How's, uh, where Whereabouts are you at the moment?
1: Everything is good. Everything is good. Uh, I just uh, rebuilt my studio in Barcelona after nice. a long time because um, uh, during the old pandemic, I moved to Ibiza. Oh, did you? And, um, yeah, I moved to Ibiza for the whole uh, pandemic mm. and it was actually much better than staying here in Barcelona where everything was closed. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't even go and drink a coffee at the bar because everything was really, really the, the pandemic was really straight here in town. Yeah. So I moved to Biza, and I had all my studio into boxes. Mm. I had to pack everything. Uh, I left a few synthesizers and my my friends. I had to. I mean, so it was quite emotional to unpack everything yeah, again. Okay. And and put everything in the right place
0: where it should be you know so did it uh, did it give you like did it give you like a bit more inspiration of coming back in and like re everything of course of course
1: yeah of course the room sounds good i we did some sound treatment and you know like uh, um yeah i mean uh, connecting all the stuff back again after working two years on my laptop on a few little things yeah um it's 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 nice to connect everything again you know Mm. and start and start uh, jamming again with all your all your equipment yeah totally so how do you
0: how do you how do you find writing on a laptop compared to being in the studio
1: um honestly uh before i left bar during the old pan Right before the pandemic, I I recorded lots of things mm. from my from my scenes and everything before before packing everything, mm. and um, and also I did uh, I did work on my computer because I have uh, lots of libraries that I built by myself through um, by all those years producing. Yeah. So I mean, all my kick drums and everything. I mean, I know more or less what I'm gonna use when I'm producing, mm. and um, and obviously. Uh, working on the laptop you need to you need to adapt yourself by working with some plugins and some stuff you know which is not which is not crazy different if you use them properly but having like feeling back in your comfort Mm. zone with all your stuff and everything is definitely a different
0: feeling you know so so it's good (laughs) did did, did it did it there as well yeah we got a bit of we got a bit of kit um do you do you like using hardware yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It gives you a
1: different, uh, it gives you a different, uh, freedom. Yeah. Uh, when you, it's a different touch, you know, and, uh, sometimes you can record some weird, uh, ideas, but then, uh, after a few days you open again, the project, you start mm-hmm. editing. I mean, you can record some very cool stuff. Actually, uh, I don't have, uh, crazy loads of stuff but i have some just the just the things i need like my yeah. move voyager my not Lead, my my mini log my npc thousand that i don't you don't see that um a few drum machines like yeah virus mm. so just a few good pieces of equipment yeah. i had back in the days i used to buy everything a lot you know when you have uh, when you get excited of buying keyboards yeah. and everything but then you realize that the end of the thing if you want to have your own sound and you pers- have uh, a personality in your music, it's better you use like a few yeah. good things that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. You know? So you need to spend a lot of money of buying lots of keyboards and just a few good things and uh, to give your
0: sound your own mm. imprint, you know? No, I agree with that. I think it's that um, saying of like, master like a couple of things, be really good at a couple of hardware synths and then you'll kind of understand everything and you'll also get to like really enjoy and kind of build a relationship up with that synth and and kind of understand what you can do like i have some synths like my drum machine which you can't see here No, it's the avp i literally only use it for his hi-hats and rides but it it's just like amazing for that one thing that i like and literally every is pretty much in every single one of my records and i don't know i think when if i started buying loads of other shit it's just going to be like well i don't really know what to do with it all it's just exactly it's just a bit I, it looks amazing when you've got it yeah. all looks great but it's like does anyone really use it that often i don't know I don't
1: know. Less is more, right? Totally. Everyone say less is more.
0: So if we
1: if we think um, on that kind of way and and that kind of concept, it's it's better to to reduce your equipment and just yeah. use a few
0: nice nice pieces you feel you feel confident with. I would know? I would like to get a really nice polyphonic synth. Like something that can do some like really nice pads. But I get you've got the virus and the Nord lead for that, right? yeah exactly yeah. and then
1: uh, i recently bought this pro one which is a replica from Beringer yeah. of the old pro one yeah. which is man which and which is insane the sound i mean i didn't expect that and then my friend rv McKay, which is also an amazing producer and is signing on my label quite a lot yeah uh told me marco yeah you should for your sound you should definitely buy this synth and i bought it it's actually super cheap and uh, and Man, the sound is the it's sound amazing. is amazing. It just. I placed it in front of my computer because I'm using it uh, quite a lot recently.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, it's Har- super good. Harvey's Harvey McKay. I had him on the podcast, it, I think he was like last year. Yeah. Um, and I've always liked his records since I heard his record Black Dolphin, and I still play that record. It's f- it's a fucking bomb.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of his music. I think now uh, with uh, the with, with the music he's doing on on my label and Uncage, he's is 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 evolving his sound. Yeah, into something uh, into something he wanted to uh, express somehow. Yeah, you know when when it's like uh, breaking. I feel like he's he's breaking a wall. Mm-hmm. To express himself more with the sound yeah. he really likes without com- without compromises. Yeah. So uh, I had a chat with him the other day and he said, "Mark, I feel very confident and good to work with you because you understand my music and you understand my, my new vision of mm. music that I like and you're supporting it. So I think there is nothing better for an artist to find a platform where yeah. you can really express yourself and give the 200% yeah. of what you want to, give musically you know
0: that's what i was gonna say he's he's really like come out of his shell and you know when you find a producer that makes amazing music and then over like two years just really hones in on their sound and really finds what they're about and who they are as an artist for that for that period of time because we all have to evolve but i feel like he's the one artist that he sent he writes so much music now and he's just constantly sending me music and it's always like really fucking good. And Amazing. I'm, and and I'm there's not many people that I get excited about, but I think if he just keeps doing his thing, he's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna do some good things. Yes, exactly. I wanna um I wanna
1: talk about say so. that again and all the time we uh, we are evolving you know and it's yeah. nice you evolve and you find at the end not at the end but during your journey something that you really like like uh, like uh, like a kind of um, shade of music mm-hmm. that you you didn't really uh find before yeah. and then you discover that you're able to do like to do a specific kind of sound and you go for it you know yeah. So I think it's really, yeah. It's yeah, really
0: it's interesting. This is what I want to talk to you about as well, because I, you've had a lot of evolution through your career. Um, and I know, I initially knew you from when you used to release Undefected um, and in like more housey kind of vibes. Yes. And then I started hearing you make techno and was like, what the fuck's going on here? I didn't, I just didn't have a clue what was going on. And that's purely because I just didn't, like, I just did, wasn't aware that you kind of switched to the, like, the techno sound, like, in genre. What was the, like, the journey from House, because I still know you play House, and I still know you, you like that, but it's like, what was the journey to get you from releasing Undefected to then starting your own Record label with Uncaged. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot in between that. So how did you get that? in between? Yeah, Yeah. of course.
1: So uh, this is actually one of the questions I wanted you. I wanted you to ask because it's 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 quite interesting and also people asking me this question. It's because um, this is coming, this is very natural for me, because when I started DJing, obviously, um, I, I'm coming from a little town in Italy, mm. and we didn't really have a strong musical background back mm. then, so um, I started listening listening a bit of everything since mm. when I was really, really young, and um, obviously, I had to start from a point, and then, evolve myself into something different so when i start producing when i started producing uh, back then in italy we had a very heavy strong uh, techno techno scene mm. but as much as the house scene was really strong back mm. then so i started listening a bit of everything there um then obviously i had to go for i had to go for um imagine when i started i was i was playing hip-hop and yeah. I'm drum and bass so it's something completely different what year was <laughs> this was when I was 14 years old Cool, okay yeah. And this year I'm 34. So it's like, uh, it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time. And I went through a very long journey. Even if, even if the first, some people thinks, uh, uh I'm, uh, I'm super young or, you know, I'm, I'm like, a, and sometimes I think I'm a new name in the scene.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm reaching and producing since a quite long time. Imagine my first record on vinyl came out in 2008, 2007, 2006, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a German techno label. So uh, I've been producing since uh, since, since, since a quite a long time. And as you said, I've been releasing from house to techno, whatever. Mm. I always thought that music is freedom. Totally. So uh, as soon as you express yourself releasing good music mm-hmm. and giving your contribute on, on the house scene, on the techno scene, no matter what, it's you giving your contribute to the, to the scene. Yeah. Uh, releasing by releasing good music so I started obviously I did uh, I did uh, I went to see some DJs playing and obviously you get you know you get inspiration out of, out of them and I started producing um, uh, some techno records back then and I moved to house mm-hmm. and I used to release on labels like uh, Desolate, Get Physical, Moon Harbor, Cecile, yeah. uh, some of the, the some of the best house label or tech house labels um back then yeah and then i mean i just got bored of doing the same thing mm-hmm. even if i was uh even if i was able to do it yeah uh, to, de- to do this kind of music and then i started making some techno yeah because i wanted to do something more powerful something more you know like mm-hmm. uh, uh just getting inspiration or out, out of out of my Moments, my surrounding, my day, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, I started releasing on, um, on Drum Code, uh, where I did like six releases on records, where I did an album and four or five more releases. Uh, I, 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 just, uh, I just started to evolve into something different. Then I went to the fact that it's something supernatural for me. I mean, imagine if you go in a studio, you know, yeah. you, you, you are a techno producer, you go to the studio one day, you switch up, you, you open your laptop. And you make a you make a, a good house track mm. or a good tech house track no matter what, uh why not releasing it? I agree. Why making why putting yourself in a, in a cage? Yeah, this is why this is why Uncage, the label of the name of the label, uh came from, came from the desire of expressing yourself, yeah, you know, without any fucking compromise. Mm. Just do the music you love as soon as I'm not saying, I'm not saying playing the game or do something cheesy mm. for the market or like brings you to big numbers or sellings, yeah. no matter what, but just do good music yeah. and hope this music will be good for the audience, you yeah. know? So I sit one day in the studio and, uh, and, uh, and for, for the defective track, for example, mm-hmm. I got... Uh, we got in touch with the singer, the sample, the mute, the, the, the voice. Yeah. The sample we got was amazing, and we say yes, let's do a track with it. Mm-hmm. You know, something that. And then I actually released, I actually released the track on my label, because when we said the story is that when we sent the track to the factory the first time, they refused the demo, they refused the track, they didn't sign it. Yeah. So then I released a track on my label on cage swap Series, which is more the more housey yeah. uh, catalog where we did uh, trauma, it's everything, yeah. and it's more like funky house uh, kind of vibe. And then, after like a month, we got a request from de- from defected to sign and license the record. Mm-hmm. so it was a kind of uh, strange process, yeah, yeah. and uh, and, then, and then we signed a track on defected. then mm-hmm. I released again on, on Reis, then again on the RAM code. yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm making. I'm. I'm super active in the studio. I'm making lots of music, mm. and uh, but all, not all the tracks are the same. Yeah, I don't sit in the studio and focus myself on doing only one thing mm. because. This doesn't really reflect also my 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 message as a DJ. Yeah, you yeah. see when I'm playing uh, I go I can play uh, if you put me on a stage or at awakenings I can play as Mashing techno set but yeah, if yeah. you put me on a pool party with Jamie Jones or Paradise or Elro no matter what I'm I'm not saying I'm adapting myself to the stage but I'm playing something that makes sense.
0: Totally. You're being a DJ. You're being a DJ.
1: I started DJing since a long time ago. Yeah. So the first thing I'm the first thing I'm I'm doing when I'm DJing, first of all, is to not lie to myself mm-hmm. and 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 don't forget my roots. Because yeah. what if I'm doing the same thing for all the fucking time? This is boring for me. Like mm. I doesn't it doesn't express my vision yeah. as a DJ and mm-hmm. producer. So I will not be credible for myself first. Totally. When you lie for yourself, the end is you will lie to the people that are in front of you. Yeah. And this is not something I want to do. I just go for my thing. Maybe it's easier. Maybe it's more difficult. Playing one genre of music is creating more hype mm. on your name because to, nowadays, every time, everybody is looking for shortcuts to reach, to reach um, a goal, yeah. you know? And this is creating hype. I understand if you're playing the same
0: kind of music, but where is the fucking creativity? Yeah. You know well, I, mean? I, I think this is the thing, is, isn't is it? It's it's I have this conversation a lot outside of, on this podcast and off the podcast, and I'm sure you do as well. Um, but it's like, it sounds bougie as fuck, and I don't like saying it, but we're artists. And... You go to like Van Gogh. Van Gogh didn't paint the same thing over and over again. No. And Led Zeppelin didn't write the same record over and over again. The Beatles didn't write the same record over and over again. So why as DJ producers should we write the same record over and over again? And I'm not saying that there's people that are writing No, there are people that write the same record over and over again. And there's a reason why people do that and that's not to be creative creative that's purely for the business side of it and we all know that in the industry we can all see see through that and we I respect it if I'm honest with you I respect it like whatever you want to do you do you do what you want to do however I don't want to just put the same record out every day And wait, don't
1: get me wrong.
0: If you are a techno
1: producer, you have a techno background, you're born in a city like Berlin or Detroit or New York, whatever, and your roots are based on techno and you wholly love to do techno because house music doesn't sound good in your ears yeah. like for example some people don't like rock some people don't like reggaeton mm-hmm. some people don't like house some yeah. people don't like just don't like techno yeah. how many tech house producers you say ah this is too hard it's so shit this is too gabber, and i don't like it yeah, yeah. music is various because it's music you know yeah. so people are uh uh, people listening different stuff and they obviously artists and DJs they produce different stuff. So if you are able to do um if you are a talent mm. making only techno and you just play techno I have nothing against it. Don't totally. don't get me wrong. It's good that you do it is good that people do what they are good, what they what what they are good uh on doing, you know? Yeah. So it's if you're going to if you're good doing techno, just do techno. But for me, for my kind of uh for what I've I've experienced during all my, all those years and during all my musical journey, Mm. I will not be, I will, I will not be credible doing that. And, and, and beside of this, I will not be happy of, uh, keeping myself doing only one genre because. I have different roots I'm coming from a small town in Italy mm. where we didn't have a strong musical techno scene or yeah. a, I, I didn't born in Berlin.
0: Yeah.
1: I didn't born in, uh, in in Detroit. Yeah. I didn't born in London. So I don't have I have to be uh, I, have, I have to stay true mm-hmm. to my roots, to where I'm coming from. That's why it's very, it's very important that when people never forget from where they're coming from. Yeah, your roots are really important. But in in general, in life, not only in music, you yeah. know what I mean. So it's very important to stay connected to to your roots, where you're coming from. This is what, this is how this is the only way you can give out the best of yourself. Totally. You know. So yeah. I did I'm not I'm not a producer that only loves techno. I love techno and I did lots of techno records. But yes, I'm also able to do house. I did sign an album, I did sign in 2020, uh during the old pandemic, I did sign my my, my first album on records mm-hmm. that was based uh, on uh, the No Filter album was based on um, on a on a experimental uh, techno exper- like experimental techno direction, but mm-hmm. still for the club. Yeah. And then six six months later, during the whole pandemic, I was in the studio, like in a mood of not playing or not digging yeah, yeah, yeah. out. And I did an ambient album yeah. that was released on uh, on um, in collaboration with a journalist from the New York Times, and the album was also promoted on National Geographic, Sea yeah. uh, Shepherd, on all these platforms. You know, completely different platform than what I'm used to be promoted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it was quite exciting, you know, why not? Why put barriers around you if you're able to do it? Many artists are, I know that many artists, they do techno, for example, are very talented house DJs Yeah, yeah, and very talented house producers. Mm-hmm. But they say, oh, I should not release this. Oh, I'm not releasing this because this yeah. is not, this is not, what i'm doing and then people will reject this record mm. and i lose i lose uh, followers and i lose my audience and respect mm. but what's the point of this i know yeah what's the fucking point of this <laughs> you're an artist you know today you're feeling to paint in red and tomorrow you feel to paint in blue it's like you know what i mean it's like um,
0: Yes, the artist. The artist is a fucking artist. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that is though? Why do you think that the as artists in especially in? Well, I don't think it's just in this genre. But why? Why do you think people struggle to to? listen to music from an artist when they evolve their sound or just try something new or experiment because it's 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 a normal thing for people to get bothered like your favorite band puts out a new album and they kind of change their sound and you're like what the fuck i wanted i wanted old that like not new that what do you think that's about
1: uh, i don't know maybe just some people just that don't just don't uh, appreciate uh, a change or an mm. evolution they get they get like um they get used to something, and then they always yeah, want to yeah. listen the same thing or get repeat the same mm-hmm. thing. But at least, but well, for example, when for example me, when uh, when I received hour, when I when I when I used to, to 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 play someone's music, and then they send me something completely different. The first thing I'm asking myself is why this guy did this. Yeah. And also <laughs> what what I, what's the, what's the process yeah. he went through? yeah to, to do this for example uh i'm a big friend of sam paganini which yeah. is one of one of i mean it's he's an amazing producer an amazing dj and during the pandemic i did an album and he sent he sent me this album okay mm. which is mostly like uh it has like two three club tracks but the most album is based on an experimental vision and it's like there is some ambient tracks mm. some you know like slow tracks for listening for listening yeah and 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 like, he also told me that he got some comments from some people, like uh, some people didn't like it, some people didn't uh, support it, or some people liked it, you know? Yeah. But he, say, he, also, he, he told me the same, Marco, I just wanted to express something different. Ooh. We all went through a different moment uh, during the pandemic, and also not only uh, because of the pandemic, but mm. maybe uh, if you're not playing for two, three months, and then you sit in the studio, and you want to do something that uh, musically... It's, it's good for, 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 a, for a certain time of your life. Mm. Why not doing it? I mean, I expect the people to understand the message, yeah. to understand what's the process the artist went through to do this yeah. record. It can be a difficult moment in life. It okay. can be uh, that he doesn't express himself well with a, with a certain kind of sound. Mm. Maybe he broke up with his wife, or uh, you know, yeah. or or a child, or or a child born, or whatever. It can be like a change in life. So the artist, because of the change, he had or the experience, is he maybe wants to share something different musically. Yeah. Ha- I, it's not a crime it's not a fucking crime no. <laughs> to release a record on a new label or something different to contribute with your sound to the scene and not get accepted for that it's totally. so
0: fucking frustrating sometimes you know? I, I totally agree but i also i also think um or oh, what's your thoughts on on the the promoter side of this okay because promoters almost need to put you in a box because of their booking nights and they kind of want to promote it and sell tickets. Have you ever come up against that issue where like you're a house artist and you're a techno artist and what lineup do you kind of sit on? I, I'll i be honest, I get this all the time. Like because from my past of releasing music on Dirty Bird um, and then some of the records I release on my own label – And then some of the records I release on other people's labels, like it kind of it's very tough to kind of put promote for for promoters to be like, who do I put him on the lineup with? How's how did you find that? Uh, Um to be honest, it's something
1: that happens to me as well sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, let's say I feel I feel blessed because I I'm playing in the scene since a quite a long time yeah. and many, many of the promoters know my vision and yeah. know, and they've seen me playing. So obviously they've seen me playing on big stages, on big festivals. Now yeah. with all the social medias, you can see everything. And, and, and some of them, now I'm not saying all of them because not all of them understand yeah. uh, what you want to communicate, but most of them uh, understand that I'm able to uh to play what makes sense yeah, for, yeah. For, for, the, for the line, for the, for the, for the slot, mm-hmm. they put me on the lineup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously if you put me playing after Len Faki, or I play, uh, like, uh, on a, as I said before, on a pool party with paradise or whatever, it, it depends. It, it's, it's very important if promoters like, uh, go and check what the artist, what the artist is yeah. doing. What's funny is that sometimes I have somebody uh, playing like before me or like, uh, yeah, before me that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. And I'm like, let me, like, like an artist who's playing 160 BPMs, how's possible that I can play before me? You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, you need to, you need to, you need to check what the artist is doing. Yeah. So sometimes I see really not making sense lineups, mm. but not because of me. In general, yeah. imagine if they put a uh, 150 BPM artist before you yeah, yeah. or even before, or even before Cardcox. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, before and anybody, because no one plays that. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's like, sometimes I feel like that, that some promoters are not even checking the music you play. No. Okay. Or you produce or yes. Okay. Go for the name, go for the name, expect the name to sell tickets. Yeah. Because, this is all about selling mm. tickets, but where is the fucking music? Yeah. I mean, okay. Selling tickets. Everybody wants to sell tickets. Everybody wants to put an artist on a flyer and sell tickets. Okay. Mm. I understand the business, but where is the, there is loads of artists that play good music and they don't, they don't have a chance to, they don't have a chance to be on a lineup or, yeah. or, or, or have a, or have a slot or yeah. whatever. And, uh, I see there is a big chaos in general. To be honest, a big what? Sorry, there is a big confusion. Yeah, it is a big house yeah. in general, you know, and uh, and also um, depend. I mean, if what I what I my experience is that for me, uh, okay, some promoters understand what I what I'm doing, so they put me on the right slot on the lineup, yeah. and also they know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, some people just don't understand it, so. Um, they just don't book me and, uh, and, uh, or maybe they need more time or, you know, uh, or more time to understand, to understand what I'm doing. Um, I never consider my career to be for a short time. I always look, I always look at the far. Uh, if I, if I have to see, if I have to see myself in 20 years, Mm. uh, DJing, I consider, uh, Laurent Garnier as an example to follow. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, like someone who, who have been able to express himself musically Mm. and play everything what he wants. Yeah. Because if you see Laurent Garnier playing a set, he can play from house music to techno music, to down tempo, to like, whatever, whatever, what makes sense, Mm. uh, with a superb class, and uh, and uh, he had such a long career and respect from all the industry because he stayed true to what he wanted to share. Yeah, but because he played the game or yeah. whatever, you know. So I expect uh, obviously it would be a dream to be like Laurent in <laughs> Yeah, years. totally. But but you know that's 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 the example I, I follow. Yeah. If I have to check somebody on Instagram, uh, I always f- check people that they give me. Right inspiration and uh, and uh, let me follow my 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 direction my mm. way. You know they don't get at me out of the street. Oh, yeah. they, I just need to go straight to the yeah. point where I want to go. That's why I, I never I never I never put myself barriers and I never like to say oh I do this I do I just go for my for my thing. Some promoters might like it, mm. some promoters might not like it. But do you like everything? No. I don't like everything. Right. Yeah yeah. <laughs> so imagine if I was a promoter. Yeah. Probably I would book some artists or some artists
0: not, you know. I don't expect everybody to like me. Totally. And you can't. You can't expect that. the thing I think this the thing with the thing with not just music just life. You can't expect anything. And I think if you I was listening to a podcast earlier actually and it was talking about expectations and it was saying if you lower your expectations a little bit you're going to enjoy the journey so much more. Like, okay. like it's it's like New Year's Eve, right? The New Year's Eve expectations are always so fucking high that it's always a terrible party because everyone's <laughs> like, this is going to be the best party of the year. And it's always the worst because it's our expectations are so high. If we go into like... And they were saying like, you know those nights when your mate just calls you and is like, do you fancy going for a drink and you end up just having a mad one? And you have like, you meet loads of new people and you have the best night. Yeah. The reason why it was the best night is because there was zero expectations. You're, you're going out just to have a drink with your mate and and you turn it turns out to be this amazing thing. And I think I need to do that more for my career is where I take expectations i bring the expectations down a little bit and i've tried to do that with with releasing records because i put so much pressure on releasing records and it's almost like i'm putting the pressure on that it's like my last fucking record i'm ever going to release because it's not it's not the last record i'm going to release i've got about 20 others lined up to be released and i can't expect every record to do really well how do you kind of deal with that when you're released cuz you i want to talk about the the record label after this but like when you're releasing your records like how do you deal with your expectations
1: <laughs> to be honest with you ben i started releasing records back in the days and uh, and uh, i i never uh, to be very honest with you i never thought about the result of the record really to- i didn't even know some of my records that i signed and i signed on vinyl yeah it's like 10 years ago i don't even know how much they sell because back then some labels they were not even paying the royalties no. like uh yeah they say ah, we lost everything with the vinyl and how much do you sell i we don't know how, i mean it's it's it was, it was very <laughs> chaotical. it can it can be that they sold 200 or 1000 or 2000 copies yeah, yeah i don't even know yeah uh the pressure is all about the new platforms
0: mm.
1: so basically when you see the numbers in real time how yeah. much is, is i mean it's magic when you post it when you make a post on instagram and you realize how many likes you're doing
0: yeah
1: it's more or less the same thing you see the numbers you see the progress of your music mm. and this is creating tension yeah. and obviously i like, will yeah today i have uh 100 people listening. Tomorrow I have 200 people listening. The same pressure you have sometimes when you post something online and you mm. expect people to like it. Yeah, you know. Pfft. Nowadays it's like diabetes. Mm-hmm. You feel the pressure of being successful and smash it and have lots of millions on your tracks. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, yeah, I, I, I. I I feel this pressure a little bit because this is also reflected on the on the bookings nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, promoters are looking on your likes on Instagram, some some promoter like how many followers you have, and some promoters you they, lo- they look how many monthly players you have on a, yeah. on, a on a streaming platform. And then uh, they decide for the bookings. Mm. And then you get like, "Oh, am I able to satisfy yeah, the numbers mm. to play a certain kind of slot or mm. play or be able to play on the lineup of this festival. Yeah, you know. Uh, back de- back then, no one was considering this. No the one that back then you had a vinyl, you have a nice piece of plastic in your hand, and you say, "Wow, is this a beautiful record? Yeah, or this is a shit record. Yeah, I don't want to book this artist." You know.
0: Mm.
1: Nowadays, if you have six, five, ten millions plays on a track and the track is shit, you will get a booking. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you, know,
0: you know what I mean? Well, it's so true because it
1: is. I'm saying the truth or I'm a lying, you know? I don't want to lie. I'm saying I have, I have, I had, I obviously, I listened to so many beautiful pieces of music. Yeah. They have millions of plays yeah. and beautiful music. So I say, okay, this artist is playing, is making, wow. Yeah. Amazing music, millions and good music. Mm. Obviously he deserves. Okay. To yeah. go and go on the lineup. And I say, okay, well, that's the reason why the artist is there.
0: Yeah. Because I
1: realize he's doing good music. And mm. beside of that, big numbers mm. on his music. What about, sometimes you go on a playlist randomly and you see wow techno wow techno playlist and you go through the playlist and you see lots of garbage yeah. uh, like tracks and I'm, I'm and I'm like this is for real sampling uh sampling uh cartoons or sampling uh no matter what i see like man this is fucking unbelievable i'm i mean sometimes i'm like scrolling the playlist and i'm like is this a, is this a joke come on you know what i mean i i understand i understand mm. that somebody wants to be wants to be famous and wants to go and play the game
0: and be successful and be on yeah. lineups but
1: there is always a limit
0: well, I think I think it goes back to what we were saying about evolving as an artist. I think, and and the business side of it, I think what that is doing is purely looking at the business side of things and going, what do I need to do to get famous? And right now, at this moment in time, it's how do I get famous as quick as I possibly can? And the formulaic way to do that right now is to sample a hit record from the nineties and, and put a techno beat, put a tech house beat on it, do something like that. And not actually, a the, I want to talk the, the craze record, the, the do it, do it record. That record at when that came out, that record is done very well. The sampling is done very well. Not everybody knows the original not every it's actually two records he's he sampled two records not everyone knows the original it the record doesn't sound like the original what comes from that when a record is that successful you get people trying to copy because they see the success from that and the records that copy Don't go in with that much authenticity and they go, okay, we need to get straight to the point. Let's go get a Britney Spears record. Let's go get a black eyed peas sample. Let's go get this sample. Let's go get that sample. And yes, they become very famous very quickly or the records do extremely well for a very, very short amount of time, very short amount of time. And yes, they will get booked and they will get fans and they will do all of that is there longevity in it going back to what you're talking about is the longevity in your career. You, you have goals to be 20 years ahead. Like yeah. I have 10 year goal plan written out already. Like whether I'm going to stick to that plan is a different thing, but I know where I want to be in 10 years. I know that if I just clout chase, it's not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we're just going through a very rough period of it right now that the streaming platforms, the people. But I guess I want to talk about the pros of that is that the pros of that is it actually brings a lot of people to the scene. And, and that's, that, that's true. And, that's and true. It, it, by bringing a lot of younger people to the scene, using these samples actually helps us in a way. Because people, but I, wish
1: some, but I wish people can sample beautiful record from the nineties. <laughs> I'm not saying this. <laughs> the problem is when I see sampling stupid, stupid things like, like something like from the, like, uh, like, uh, like, um, I don't know, ca- like cartoons, for example, yeah. or like mixing or like mixing reggaeton with the cows. And this is something. This is something like. Uh, uh, I, I uh, I don't want to sound uh, like an old guy saying, oh, you, you don't, don't do this. I understand the progress. I yeah. understand that the kids nowadays maybe want different kind of things. Yeah. But it's, it's like it's like it's. like I feel we are losing a bit of control of mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of, it's, there is a big confusion. And also if the people and the new generation, they get used to listening to this music. To shit. We believe this is the good music. Yeah. They don't know what's the good music nowadays. Nowadays techno doesn't sound techno anymore. No, It just sounds, sounds like gabber
0: and uh, and, uh, and uh, almost hardcore.
1: It's it's and it's,
0: it's almost like EDM. If if you because
1: if, if, because if Derek May is one of the founders of techno, yeah. is what they all say. So Derek May is not techno yeah. nowadays. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he, I saw him playing hundreds of times mm-hmm. and he has this this nice funky groove. It's, it's something that it's, you know, it's harmonic and it's like uh, groovy and yeah. it's beautiful, you know? It's like pleasures. It's yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Go and see a beautiful set like that. But nowadays, techno is the world techno. It's so big. Yeah. It's so various. It's commercialized, and it doesn't. And, so, and I hear some uh, techno tracks cataloged under techno that they sound gabber and they sound mm. hardcore. Mm. And I'm like, uh, I see some like, uh, 160 BPM tracks that they should be cataloged under a different genre. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, and uh, and the techno festival that is doing a techno lineup should do a techno lineup yeah because uh, there is a there is we need to the, the range is so big but we all we know what's techno you know yeah. i know what's techno and uh and it's a there is a big confusion and obviously uh, like um, uh it's, it's very it's difficult it's difficult to understand what's mm. beautiful was I mean for I mean I always I always what I say I always try to no matter what I play if I if it's house or it's techno or whatever I always try to play quality music yeah and maintain myself into certain uh, limits mm. you know a little bit you can't always express yourself and you can play a track which is a little bit more easy and you know like. But play a beautiful track. Yeah. Play a fucking good classic. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. which is a beautiful
0: classic. Yeah. I agree. Not play that. some, uh, you know, like uh, just say uh, yeah. I. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And I yeah, I, I, mean. I think it's, I think play Donna Summer, you know, and I'll yeah. play the cartoons. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also think there's like, <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of videos at the moment going around of people playing ABBA, and I'm like, this, this was great music, but also like, it, are you playing this to get a really good Instagram video, or are you playing this to to grow? To, I don't know. There's there's just parts of me that sometimes it just feels very inauthentic, and I, as a DJ. I was a DJ before a producer and I just want to make sure that everyone has a great time. And, but I also want to make sure everyone has a great time in a way that people aren't expecting it. Not by pulling out something that is very easily that anyone could do. Like I want to, I want to make records that people have never heard of that will want them to go. What the fuck is that? and give them that same feeling as if I played, like, a 90s hit record. And that's where you, I know you do that. I've seen you play. I've heard you play. I know your records, and and, and you do that. I think it's just something that there's artists that, that want to do that, and there's artists that don't. It doesn't mean that anyone's right or wrong. It's just we're all going to talk shit on everyone until... <laughs> when i when i play when i when i play
1: but when i go so see some digits playing because sometimes when we play in a big festival and i always love to hang out go to yeah. see someone is playing get inspiration you know we always get inspiration from from what we see what we hear and then you know like what i want to what i want when i'm when i when i'm going to 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 to, to listen someone playing uh, there's also like another thing see somebody or listen to somebody yeah, it's yeah. Different things. many people say I'll oh, go see this DJ yeah. you don't you don't go see the DJ you no, yeah. go li- listen to the music so it's yeah. a completely different thing but nowadays I hear I see Marco I cannot wait to see you yeah. and, and, see, and see you playing mm. see you playing see you playing see you playing hear your music is a completely different thing totally. but besides of this uh, when I go and not see you not see <laughs> Listening to someone's music, yeah. uh, I I always expect to give me something to remember. Yeah. Totally. So like a track, a moment, Mm. something that I don't expect. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, what's this record? Yeah. Because when you play some a certain record in a specific time in a set, Mm -hmm. if, if it's a special record, it gives you a moment. Yeah. And it's a moment to remember. So like, what's this record? Sometimes I was going next to the DJ booth and say, what's, the, what's this record? And trying to see the title.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I mean, nowadays you go Shazam, if it's out, you yeah. see it, you have it. If it's not out, You're fucked. okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. But yeah, I was going and check the record, what's this record, wow. And I had a moment to remember. Sometimes you go and it's like two hours of yeah. two hours of banging. And okay, it depends on the party.
0: Mm.
1: But sometimes I just it's just I just hear an and empty set. Yeah. Okay? Like wow, okay, amazing, two hours of killing, good, smashing the dance floor. But what is the moment? Yeah. What is it? What is the what is the music? What is the moment? Mm. What is the, you know, what is the something to remember? Yeah. Okay, uh, so it's like I always expect that, and, and and I'm doing my best. I promise, I'm doing my best to try to give always something to. I I hope I I hope that I always can give something to the member, mm. to the people they they come and uh, yeah. they, they come to party. You know? It's
0: it's funny, isn't it? Because like for example, for me, last time I played in LA, I made like a intro record of my track Searching, which is like more of a vocal record it's like a lot more houseier. it doesn't necessarily always fit in my sets so i was like okay this is a big show let's build like a nice intro and kind of see if it works as an intro record and it absolutely slammed i was like amazed how well it did and then i was like sick i can use this on every set now It's going to work every time I do it. Uh, What's the point? This was a surprise also for you. Yeah. And my expectations were low. (laughs) And also like the timing was, was like perfect. The setting was perfect. And like the DJ before had some like technical issues. So there was like silence for like five minutes. Like there was all these little things that happened that were kind of perfect. And it just timed perfectly. And then when I played it again in a in a different situation, it, it didn't work. And I tried it again, and it didn't work. And then I was like, okay, I need to not do this anymore. It, it this isn't the right moment for here. It worked once, and I'm happy that it worked once. But and I think that's the thing is like it, it goes to show is that you have to be. You have to take every kind of moment, every situation, every location where you're in differently. And we can't always nail it. We can't. We're fucking human beings. We can't be perfect every time. Um, The party is an an alchemy, No, It's a a mixed things. Yeah. So
1: every crowd is different. Every city is different. Every city has a different background. And, you know... um, like you also have to understand a little bit where mm. you're going and where you're playing. Yeah. You know, because you are a DJ, you are a music selector mm. and you have to select the music. Yeah. For the place you're going. And uh, obviously when I'm playing in Germany or when I'm playing in Spain or when I'm playing in uh, Miami or mm. I do, I, I always to do different kind of set, you know, yeah. because you expect uh, maybe the crowd to be different. Yeah all the time, you know, like, and, uh, yes. And then you, you prepare in your mind, something that I never prepared my sets before, to be honest, no. I always have, okay. I have a four folders with music catalog by date or whatever, but, uh, I've never prepared my playlist, but when I'm going and DJ in a club, I more or less know what I'm going to do in my mind. Mm. I have a structure in my mind to know, but we more or less what I'm going to do, but that's creative. Yeah. That's creative when you go and improvise and you know and you know what you have you never heard this this uh look at the dance floor yep. this is how i grow this yeah. is how i grew when i started DJing. It's how we learn the, the, the small promoter from my little hometown yeah. said, marco you're gonna do a good job look at the dance floor yeah check the dance floor Always look what happens in the dance floor, never turn back or like you know, look the dance floor, Mm -hmm. look the faces of the people, you know. Maybe somebody will be upset, change the fucking records. Yeah, you know, like I feel some I sometimes I feel nowadays this thing is a bit missed. Yeah. It's like I go play two hours, do my thing, Mm -hmm. do my you know, when you go to the school and you do the thing home, yeah. like just do this, but ma- playing music is not, uh, is not something, I mean, it needs to be creative. Mm-hmm. Like making like producing music in the studio somehow, you yeah. know, every set needs, every set should be creative. Should, every set should be unique. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, uh, sometimes sometimes, I see some DJs playing the same set in every fucking festival and venue. Yeah. And the same club day by day by day by day, the same music, the same tracks, the same set. You know? I'm not saying the tr- some tracks cannot be repeated of or course. like every time you play different tracks. No, because you don't get amazing tracks every week, no. but at least just try to change something, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, surprise yourself also because yeah we live we live but we live for emotions yeah yeah and uh, we need to be i i want i want to have emotions as well and mm-hmm. communicate those emotions to the crowd what if i don't have emotions when yeah. i'm playing how can i share my emotions to the mm-hmm. crowd if I, I don't have emotions
0: yeah i i totally agree and i also look at it as a bit of a challenge because there's some i'm i know you have because it's kind of normal for it to happen but when you're right when you're playing a show and the crowd just aren't responding at all and you're trying everything and you're you're work you're actually being a dj for once and you're working your ass off to try and get them and then eventually you get them and it turns into a fucking amazing night and you come off the decks tired because you've had to work your ass off to get the crowd to where you get to but once you get them it's the best feeling ever and amazing sometimes that those feelings are really they're really special to me I w- I'd have like Ryan my manager with me on certain things and he was like mate you were all over the shop tonight I was like I know but it- we got there eventually and that's the best feeling because that means that everybody in that crowd didn't know who I was and hopefully by the end of it they do and I think that's the that's the the challenge that I go into each time. And I, I like being put on lineups that aren't suited for me. I like being put in the middle of, like I get put up, put on quite a lot of techno lineups and I'm, I wouldn't class myself as, as a, a techno pro DJ producer. Yeah. Um, I write techno and I DJ techno, but I wouldn't put myself down as that artist. And it's really interesting. Like even on the weekend, like the the artist before me was playing 135, 138 and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to have to bring it down to like 128 and just start again. And people... And sometimes I, it works even better. It worked amazing. Yeah. Like the artists before didn't play a single vocal record. And my first record... like I I I play a lot of vocals. Is kind of what I like. Me too. I love it. Yeah, it's the best. It's, it's the one thing for me that making records should have is vocals. It's
1: why because I stay true to my roots. Same,
0: man.
1: same. I will not. I will never. Uh, it's very like for me. It's very um, difficult to play a set where there is there is no there is yeah. no there is, you cannot even hear a vocal. Same. I can't. I literally I, can't. <laughs> I, I want to bring happiness. In yeah. A set. Exactly. I want to play this dark introspective kind of which I which some. I mean i, lost, I, I love. i have it. lots of records like that yeah. you know like i love tech i love i love dark techno yeah. i love heavy techno i love everything but i love unique sets yeah and uh, and um so a record can be good to be fitted in a specific time in a moment but not two hours the same thing but yeah. three hours no that's why i love playing long sets yeah for example uh, uh, I didn't have many chances to do this in uh, in in North America, for example. But, uh, for example, in South America and also in Europe, mm. um, anytime we get, a, of course, I cannot do it in festivals where we have yeah. many artists. But when I get a club show, I always try to play, if it's not all night long, like a long set, at least three, four hours. Yeah. Why? Because I can express myself mm. more. I can express my message, yeah. which is going from this point to this point. Yeah. I, I'm going to pass through different kind of shades of
0: music mm. and not playing yeah, it's the, the same best. Thing. it's the best and,
1: man uh obviously i love festivals if you put me on a lineup after these artists or after these artists i'm no i know what i'm gonna do yeah and these these you need the promoter to trust you mm. and to trust what you're doing you know yeah uh, but yeah i love i love i love i love being creative totally. and and yeah and surprise myself also all the <laughs> times i guess when i when i you know you know the feeling when you play a record and you didn't expect to have such a good such, yeah. such a
0: good reaction you get so happy and i'm best, like you know like it's wow the <laughs> it's the best feeling um i want to talk about record labels um i know i didn't know you had a second record label but i know obviously uncaged and i play a lot of the music from uncaged What was the reason, uh, you spoke about the reason why you started it with the whole kind of allowing artists to be artists. Yes. Um, How long have you been running it? And also, how have you found the pressure of releasing other people's records? Okay.
1: The label started some time ago. Um, At least, I think, more like five, six years ago, six years ago. Something like that and uh, we, use, we we were not releasing a lot because we're back in the days we we must release on uh, on vinyl so releasing okay. on vinyl takes a long time you yeah. know and like pressing the record and releasing the record and you need time to sell mm-hmm. the record and then release a new one because otherwise it's very it's very difficult yeah. to 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 have, to have a label running a vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't release a lot for the first, for the first two, three years, like, uh, a few records a year. Um, the reason why I started the label, the label is because I wanted to make, um, uh, a group of artists mm-hmm. and, uh, giving my contribute of promoting someone else's music. Yeah. Which is, I think, very important for us because it's very important when you have uh, an established profile. You're DJing in festivals. You're playing. You're playing a lot. Mm. It's, the, it's very important that uh, discussing the, the thing we said before: good music, bad music. Yeah, I want to do my best to promote as much good music in the market. Yeah, to uh, cover. Mm. the shit music
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you know so uh, i mean as, i i it's, it's very important um, it's very important that and and when the label of, of course i'm very happy the label is doing well because mm. it means people are buying our music and they are supporting our music so they get focused on our music yeah so uh, this is exactly why i started the label to release as much good music possible and obviously Promote mm. as many good producing as possible. That sometimes they're doing very good tracks and they don't have a chance yeah. to be uh, to be. Seen. They don't have exposed. Yeah, they yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, they, they, they hide. They 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 get hidden from a market that is not giving them a possibility to breathe and get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So with well, um, well, the market, the market is very especially now after the pandemic, it's very hard to get into and kind of grow anything out of. Very it's it's we're, like you and I are super lucky that we had a career before the pandemic and very that we cool. had a following because trying to crack it now is hard. Very difficult.
1: And okay, so during the, so during the pandemic, obviously we all had more time to spend on new mm-hmm. projects and do some things. So I really put myself 200% working on the label. Yeah. And this is where the label uh, got a bit more successful. Yeah, uh, On Beatport and mm. I mean like uh, on charts and supported from many of the of the artists that they, they were playing yeah. because the, I mean, some of them didn't, but I mean, some artists started to play and they were starting to support the label, but also on live streams and yeah. whatever, you know? Uh, so uh, we had a chance to promote some new artists mm. if you consider like again uh, richard jr that he had the first the very first release on uncage mm. um, Earth collision uh, Ackerman some artists that before the pandemic they did they were not doing much yeah and, uh, and uh, releasing on uncage and also uh, um, with the with the promotion we gave them releasing on some other good labels yeah. They created their profile or, or yeah. they established their profile a bit more. Mm. So I'm super happy when now I see them playing. They start to play after yeah. the pandemic. For example, the guys as collision and Gennar Richards, I think yesterday or 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 last week, or no they were playing in um they had a show in um in uh, Turkey, in Istanbul, in uh, this club RX which is a very good club there, they start to play, you know, and it's yeah. and it's really happy. It's very satisfying for me when I see some of the guys we 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 promote and we trust musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they started, you know, they. It's they, so they, nice to see, they, isn't they, it? I see the first gigs yeah. and this and that. It's difficult because sometimes when I ask promoters to, to put an artist on the lineup together with me for, as a support artist to play before, whatever, many of them, they say no. And this is really sad. Yeah, I agree. Because they should support more who's doing good music yeah. and and give a chance mm-hmm. to some artists they deserve a chance. Yeah. Uh, so um what's the? this is the hardest part because imagine a guy that is putting so he has a job yeah. because he cannot live with music mm-hmm. imagine a guy that is doing a job going back home making music yeah. spend lots of time making music expecting something you know even if your expectations are low but at least you say wow i did five six records and during pandemic all of them were charted successful good and i don't even get a booking yeah that's really frustrating for a guy that is putting so much time and effort doing that. And mm. I think it's for the promoter is a responsibility. Totally. To promote, to, to, to help that, totally. to promote and do that. Because this is, I mean, all we're doing is based on, on mm-hmm. these and supporting each other, doing, you know, promoting each yeah. other and promote good music. Mm-hmm. So the, the key of the label is promoting good music and give a chance to some artists as much as we can with my possibilities, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing my best to, to give them the right visibility. For example, one of the last releases we had uh, from, uh, um, from these two guys, we had a Mark Room remix. Mm. I, I, had, I, I made the remix as well to promote the record. Um, for example, the new Ackerman as a yes. Jonas Kopp remix, which is a very good artist. We try to always combine new artists with established, strong yeah. artists to um, Help to build. push them, you yeah, know, yeah. to give them some more visibility. Yeah, that's that's all what I'm doing, and um, I'm happy that the label is doing well. We have a, we have a sound now. We found we found a sound after after evolving. Yeah, found a specific sound which is in between raw. Uh, jacking techno, you know, yeah. with somehow somehow soul in it, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, we are creating we are creating a uh, 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 a group of artists yeah. constantly released on the label. So um, we have a direction now. We have a direction. We will go for the for for this for this uh, for this direction.
0: Yeah, I I I think it's really nice, and I think it's the one thing for me that I've tried to do with mine is that it's building a crew and i'm like we're still very young in in my label because i i don't release many other people's music um but it's very important to have a crew around you and that's not to that's not for any business or financial gain there's purely because i just love having people around that uh, like-minded artists and that we can all just have the best time together and and I think that's where I th- a lot of it gets lost sometimes is that it's all business it's all business none of it sh- is actually business really when it comes to releasing electronic music because there's barely any business in it until you're in, until you're you, in. invest, you invest some money
1: because there is the promotion yeah. the artwork, masterings and a few things I mean we, we, um, when, when we, some, some, some releases are doing a bit better.
0: Yeah.
1: They cover another release that didn't do well. Exactly. So it's, it's a balance, you know, some artists, they like, oh yes, yeah, but my release sold, they got charted on Beatport and yeah. this and that, and they believed I'm going to buy an helicopter with the, with the selling of the release. <laughs> I'm not going to buy an helicopter. I'm no. just, um, reinvesting this, this money Back into, into someone else's music to contribute in the scene and totally. give another release to the scene totally market. Uh, obviously, um, some releases don't do better than others. Yeah. Uh, but a label is a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, when you build up a crew, we all help each other, you totally. know, and what's, what's, uh, and in, in if a label is doing uh, 200 euros of profit or 300 euros of profit on a, on a release, um, the we have to consider that there is someone someone else which is which is which is me yeah which graham uh, my label um, uh, A&R, that we work together and it's like it's, it's a work of everybody. We yeah. all work to promote music. Totally. You know? totally. And we don't do lots of money no. because uh, when you're releasing on uh, on, uh, on the main techno kind of thing, if the record goes well, you can do a little bit of money. But when you release on Rodi Hypnotic, on this kind of more mm. profile kind of sound, uh, the sellings
0: are not uh, tiny, like they're not c- crazy, you know? Well, it, often, I think new. also people don't realize how little you actually earn from digital now. Like a Spotify stream is 0.0035 cents. You need a million streams to generate three and a half grand. And out of generating three and a half grand, you've got the distribution, which is like 12 to 15. You have the, then have the label, which is 50%. And then you have the cost and take the cost out of that. And then you're left with probably about 100 quid. Some artists
1: are coming and they say, ah, if you don't do me the vinyl, uh, I'm not gonna sign this record, with you, I'm not giving you the record. Yeah. Okay. But what's the point if I press your record and I sweat and I sell 20 copies? Yeah. You know? I don't I wanna see the artistic vision. Yeah. Uh out of everything. Wow, the artistic vision, yes, we want <laughs> to be on a vinyl. And yeah. but nowadays, not so many people buy vinyl. No. Reference DJs that they should play vinyl to support the vinyl industry. Mm. They're not playing vinyl. No. So who's okay. gonna buy the vinyl? We stopped. We stopped releasing vinyl during pandemic mm. because, of course, all the shops were closed. And whatever, they whatever really yeah. made no sense. And we were thinking about starting doing it again. Mm. But then I realized I was checking the numbers of some releases. They sell a bit more. Yeah. And some releases they just don't sell. Yeah. So I'm like, how should I invest all this money? To, to release something that is not even being is not going to be not even played yeah. by some of the best um, famous yeah. artists that they should support the the, the vinyl industry so,
0: so what I, what I do in counter to that is every year we release one vinyl a year and that vinyl has all of the tracks from that year on. Um, or like a handful of tracks And that, this isn't It's more of a collector's thing It's not its not for DJs It's not for DJs to go and DJ It's for exactly. exactly. It's for your fans to kind of go and have a physical copy So a vinyl became a piece for a collector Exactly Not for a DJ anymore
1: yeah, yeah, So yeah. what's the point of releasing 500 yeah. records? It's not worth it If you're going to sell 50 yeah. You know what I mean? And you to produce 50 records this will cost you more than pressing 500 yeah yeah so it's like it's, a, it's always a, it's always tricky and difficult yeah when and and then and then uh, you sell the record you sell the vinyl and then you get the email from the artist saying oh man but where's the money i say man well we did pay lots of money to press your vinyl and yeah. you know it's it's really difficult to mm. let somebody understand how difficult it is to run a label and be into certain kind of numbers, you know? Yeah, entirely. No, totally. uh, I'm not. I'm not. I never. When I opened the label, I never thought to make money with the label. No. I, it was something I did just for the pleasure of promoting music and new people. And yeah. as as you can see, the catalog, the Uncaged catalog, is not only based on famous and big artists. Not at all. We had a few. Radio Slave, uh, Spencer Parker. Uh, I mean, a few also very good techno DJ, techno artists like Scouge, uh, Nick Hopperner. Yeah. I mean, a few very good artists. But sometimes we add some new, fresh artists yeah. that we are promoting. Exactly, they so are key. not promoting. They are not promoting the label yeah. and me. Yeah, I yeah. am promoting them yeah. and with the label, promoting the music they're doing. Mm, totally. So at least uh so at least i mean we're doing we're doing a job we, we, mm-hmm. we're we working for them yeah yeah. Totally. You know I mean? yeah yeah so it's like it's like uh, it's very difficult and but sometimes people think oh you, they did are doing lots of money with the label and this <laughs> if you check the numbers yeah it's, it's just money we pay the mastering we pay the expenses and uh, and maybe we gain sometimes a bit of money yeah but this is for the old. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah,
0: totally. And and I think at the end of the day, is like you you're you're right. Is that you're as the label, you're paying money to promote somebody to hope that that person does really well, and you can guarantee that when that person does really well, they're probably going to go off and start their own label, or they're going to go and sign to another label. And I think that's a, also another thing that. As label label owners, you have to take that. You don't own anyone. You can't get mad at them if they go sign a record. Some people, some people want some the artists to sign contracts and uh, release
1: exclusive, exc- just exclusive for for the label. But uh, the label is called Uncage, isn't yeah. it? And so Uncage cannot put someone in a cage. Yeah, because there is, what's the point of calling a label Uncage? I want freedom. I want the people to be free. Yeah. Obviously. If I have, if I support an artist and I release five records of an artist, I expect at least to hear the demos first because I would love to hear the music yeah, yeah. more yeah. than any other label. But I'm not saying hey, if I don't like, if I don't want these tracks for my label, you're not free to release this music on someone else's label yeah, yeah. because what's the point? I don't want to uh, cut the legs of that of an artist. I need mm-hmm. the artist to good. To I mean, sometimes people ask, "Hey, should I release on this label? Should I do this?" If I believe it's a good and it's the right decision to do to do that,
0: yeah,
1: I'm saying go, go. do yeah. it. For example, for example, some of the guys they sign on truncate, yeah. they did sign on records, they did sign on very good labels. And I say, go for it, yeah, do yeah. it, because it's good for your profile. Mm. And obviously it's good for us as well. Totally. That we believed yeah. in your music since the first day. Yeah. You know. So I never see the point of of signing an out of, of put an artist under a contract and uh and you know i agree i tell they you should express themselves the way they think is correct for them yeah and but never forget where you come from 100 mm-hmm. forget where you come from you know because we all put so much effort on
0: promoting music and yeah. You know, well, I I think you know. I think some people do. I think some artists some, some some labels do and some labels don't. But I think if you I think if you're just generally a nice person, you're gonna remember where you came from. <laughs> like even for me, it's like releasing on Dirty Bird gave me my career. It 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 really did give me my career. They didn't they weren't like the one like I put the work in but they gave me the opportunity to release music the fact that I don't release m- music on them anymore doesn't mean that I don't like them or res- respect them or have any issues with them it's just the fact is I write different music of course yeah. um but yeah i i really like the i really like what you do on the label and i really like the music you put out it's i play it a lot um
1: yeah, it's a mix of, you know, of new artists get supported by big artists yeah. and, you know, it's, it's um we having we we, we finally found a good way of, of a good way of uh, running, running yeah. the project, you know. Now the next release is coming, is uh, a new EP from uh, Alan Fitzpatrick and uh, Resis Robot. Then we have Dan Pika also releasing an EP, which is really good. Yeah. And then we have some new artists, Ackerman is back. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, Tenzella. Mm. Uh, yeah. We have another guy. We, we have, we have so many, so many newcomers.
0: Yeah.
1: And also we get, we're getting music from some huge artists that we were not getting before. Yeah. Yeah. Now the label is starting to have a, a, an, an identity and is getting played and is you know, we're releasing music, which is uh, uh, accessible by the time it's, it's, it's good music. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. I mean we have a sound so I'm super happy that finally after a long time we we getting the attention that want, that we we deserved uh, yeah. by releasing by releasing good music
0: yeah it takes time and I think that's the thing is like nowadays everyone wants everything now um and it's very it's very quick and and I think by putting the time in and the effort and it takes time and you have to build things organically and you guys are clearly doing that and it's it's really nice to see like you guys are one of the labels that i really like the output pretty much every time so thanks for that it's fucking amazing. and also and also it's
1: it's it's good when you when you get the results after a long time you know yeah. it's more way more it's, it's a big satisfaction. You yeah. DJ, also DJing since since a quite long time, mm-hmm. and obviously um, as a DJ as well, um, it's it's good when you go when you pass through steps yeah. and you evolve your career day by day, track by track, gig yeah. by gig. You know, and as you said before, many people nowadays expect this fast yeah. success, and they expect to do everything super fast because they want to reach the steps faster and. Yeah. I don't think it's the right and healthy way of doing uh, uh, a a musical uh, evolution or journey. You know, sometimes I say, um, I always remember when I took a flight for 10 hours and I went to a club and there was 20 people there. Oh, so many times. You know, like, and some, some, some artists nowadays, they don't even experience that. Yeah the non experience of traveling 5 6 years in economy mm. class for 10 hours going in a club thinking that you're going to smash it and then you and you 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 end up with a gig with 20 people yeah you know what i mean uh, it's it's when you pass through those steps and you remember them yeah when you're going to play in front of 1000 people you will appreciate it 10 times even more. more even more 100% you know i, so, I agree I always say uh, there is a time for everything. Yeah. There is a time for everything. There is a time to start and step by step evolve into something. Love it. Yeah. I mean, i uh, to be honest, I'm
0: I'm super I'm super happy of what I'm doing. Yeah. You can tell as well, it comes across in your persona. You it's it's just you just meet like meeting you for the first time in Miami, like you're a happy dude, and it's it's nice to see you because it's very easy to kind of get down in the dumps in this industry and kind of look look at things on a negative perspective. But at the end of the day, we've got it fucking good, and we're doing things that we that we love. It's uh, not it's
1: it's not it's, it's easy to be to get super hyped and stay there for a short time. Yeah, but it's not easy to be there for a long time. Agreed. And uh, the run of a DJ it's a long run. Yeah. It's not a short run, you know? Mm. It's, it's like if you run super fast, ah, and after 100 meters, you're tired. It. If you run slow, you can do 1,000 meters. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: so it's better to have this slow run, yeah. go up step by step, gig by gig, record by record. Mm-hmm. And maybe some record can be more so successful than others, but when you do a successful record after all those years having, you know, the pain <laughs> of, of God, you know you feel the pain on yeah. your liver oh yes I'm <laughs> step by step you know it's way more satisfying when you arrive at the
0: end yeah no i agree well I, yeah wow, no i, t- I totally I agree been, and i've experienced everything of yeah. this career you know yeah, yeah man, From i love that beautiful
1: moments to the beautiful moments mm. no you're right you're 100 right been, and when you look back you say wow has been a long journey mm. But I can tell you a story.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. <laughs> My, I, I have this conversation with Ryan, like, on a regular basis. And he's like, when things don't go our way, he's like, it's just one for the book, mate. Just, just make, take note of it and it's one for the book. Imagine yourself in 10 years. Exactly. Or in 20 years.
1: And you make an interview and you say, yes, now I can tell you a story. Yeah, Exactly. A long story but full of you know
0: moments and uh, and things to remember yeah yeah man um i've got one more question for you and it's something that i've started doing um at the end of this podcast i kind of just wanted to give people a bit of knowledge about life um and ask the kind the guest a question and the question is what life advice would you give somebody not about music. Not a, it doesn't have to be, but it can be about anything. But what one yeah, bit of advice? Yeah, the best advice I can give is
1: to to be happy with what you have and not what you don't have. Mm. Don't look what you don't have. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. the most important thing. When you're happy with what you have, your life will be better. Yeah, not always look. At the others, what the others are doing, uh, why you don't do that, or we are, you know, sometimes we realize that we have so much mm. comparing to someone else mm-hmm. that we are already lucky with what we have. We yeah. have, for example, for me in life, but in general, I'm 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 able to do what I love. Mm. Uh, I am I'm able to I I I, I became my I, I became a, a DJ, but. DJing was my passion. Yeah. It was a hobby. Yeah. I wasn't, I I didn't start DJing because I was expecting to get paid Mm. or be, or or have a career or uh, um, become my job, my Mm. full time job. You know, imagine if nowadays I was doing another job. I was, I, 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 for sure I was playing records anyway.
0: Yeah. In my home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Italy,
1: like you know, I'm super happy. You need to be happy with what you have, even if it's not much. But sometimes you realize that you're very you're lucky to have that.
0: Yeah, and it takes. I think it takes a lot of self reflection to be able to say yeah, that I and have. do during that. During the old pandemic, we had time to yeah. reflect. Yeah. <laughs> totally.
1: I mean this. This is something honestly I realized during the pandemic a lot. Mm. I realized during the pandemic a lot. Um, like uh, I was living in an apartment here in Barcelona it was a nice apartment, but during the pandemic was terrible because I didn't have a terrace. Yeah. So I was like, how beautiful could be to have a two meters terrace. <laughs> yeah. Fucking little terrace. I'm not asking a pool or a garden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine to have a little terrace. Yeah. So if you have an apartment with a
0: little terrace you should be happy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, thank you so much for coming on. How can people follow you and listen to your music on everywhere? Everywhere. Everywhere. And uh, I hope that now all now we're all starting
1: to DJ again and see you. I mean, I hope to see all of you guys around the world. Likewise. And hopefully we're going to play some gigs together as well very soon. For sure. And, man.
0: Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to have fun. Yeah, definitely. That's what life's about, man. Thanks so much for coming on, dude, and uh, keep safe. See you soon. Peace. See you soon. Peace. And that's a wrap. Big love to everybody that's listened. Big love to Marco. Please go and subscribe. Please share. Please do all of the good stuff. Thank you so much. Keep safe. See you next time. Men deserve toys, too. Manly toys. With Goat Guns, we turned historical firearms into accurate miniature gun models. They are one-third the scale and less than one-tenth the cost. Our die-cast metal models come with intricate working parts so you have something to fidget around with during those work calls. Have a little fun and start your gun model collection today at GoatGuns.com. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.